Hey guys, welcome to Give Us a Shot. I'm Steph. And I'm Kristen. Grab a drink and come chat. another if you heard that that was my dog welcome to another episode of give us a shot another week of solo Kristen here to um inspire you to follow your dreams and record a podcast solo if you have no friends (laughs) um maybe this isn't so inspiring but you know I'm, I'm here to I'm 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 here little update. Steph is still doing great. Baby's still doing great. Everything's wonderful over there. I mean, as wonderful as it gets, you know, having a newborn baby isn't always like super like peachy, but you know, it's, it's as good as it gets. Um, I will hopefully convince her to get on here within the next couple weeks just to maybe like guest uh be a be a little guest on one of my solo episodes and um I think by the time that she starts coming back permanently I'm probably gonna be heading out <laughs> um not permanent not permanently <laughs> I mean I'm probably gonna have the babies so we are due for an am I the asshole episode So I got a list of Am I the Assholes together. Hopefully they're entertaining for you this week. And um, I'll give you my unwanted opinion as usual. So let's just get right into it. I don't think I have any like housekeeping or like anything that I need to catch you guys up on. Um, Again, the DMs on Instagram at underscore give us a shot are always open for suggestions on what to talk about. Um, I know I said I would do something like true crime. Um, maybe next week or the week after I, you know, we're just going with the flow. We're just living life. You know what I mean? But if that is something that you're interested in, if there's any cert- any cases that you would like covered, I feel like that would be really fun to look into. Like I'll do the research. I have no problem doing the research. Yeah. Send us a message and we'll talk about, uh, anything that you want to suggest. All right, let's start with something a little simple. The title of this one is, Am I the asshole for yelling at a kid for crawling under my table at a restaurant? My friend Jack and I, after a long, stressful week, like to go to the local pizza place. It's not fine dining by any stretch of the imagination, but there are booths and tables of people sitting down. I see a large table near us of like 10 people, a few couples, and a bunch of small kids between like 4 and 8, and the kids are running around the restaurant being loud while the adults are drinking wine and eating their pizza. I ignore the commotion for like 20 minutes when suddenly I feel a hand on my leg and one of the little kids is crawling under Jack and my table. I wasn't thinking and snapped at the kid and said, get away from our table. And the kid ran away and burst into tears. One of the parents at the other table came over and started tearing into me about how cranky and mean I was and how dare I yell at her kid who was just playing. Meanwhile, her and the other middle-aged 40-something parents are letting their kids run amok and be loud and obnoxious while my friend and I are trying to enjoy a night out. I ripped her a new one and said, how entitled do you need to be to think that it's okay to let your kids just crawl under other people's tables? She called me an asshole and walked away in a huff. Um, okay, so (laughs) putting myself in this position, I feel like I personally wouldn't snap immediately at the kid. 
Um, is it annoying when, you know, you're out for pizza or wherever you are? It doesn't matter what kind of restaurant you're at. And there's kids being crazy and running around and just being nuts. Yes, that's super annoying. Even being a mom myself, I just couldn't imagine allowing my kids to do that. Unless we're at like Chuck E. Cheese, then <laughs> what do you expect? But if you're at like a sit down restaurant where that's just generally not what you're expecting when you walk in, it's very, it can be very frustrating. I understand that. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be the one to snap, but I think that's because I have so much experience with kids. And even if somebody did snap at my child for doing that, I would never confront them about being an asshole. Um, because just because I'm patient with children and I'm okay with it happening a couple times before losing my cool does not mean that anybody else in the restaurant or around us is um, needs to be as patient with my kids. Some people don't like kids and that's okay. Some people just don't want to be bothered at all when they're eating dinner and that is okay. I feel like that's not too much to ask for, you know? <laughs> So I completely understand where this girl's coming from. I don't think she's the asshole. This was definitely voted, officially voted as not the asshole. Someone else had mentioned how, um, or multiple people had mentioned in the comment thread, how a restaurant is not a safe place for children to play. So if you're allowing your children to run around and play, that is not only being entitled and thinking that, you know, you own the place basically, but that's also putting them in danger and the staff in danger. If there are people walking around with trays of food and your kids are running into them or somebody's carrying hot plates or even like soup or there's a super hot pizza coming out uh, specifically for this restaurant. It's just, there's so many different things that can happen. There's knives, there's, you know, I, I understand. It's just a restaurant is not a place to play unless, again, it's like a place like freaking Chuck E. Cheese or wherever where it's made for, it's literally made for children to run around and play. But other than that, I just, I don't think that this is, uh, it's appropriate for parents to allow their children, number one, to do this and number two, to confront somebody who tries to then discipline the child for invading their personal space. Okay, this next one is titled, Am I the asshole for not being upset that my friend's dog could die because of me? Immediately, right off the bat, my brain is saying this is not. <laughs> I don't know how this could go well. I was hosting a big garden party at the weekend at the week it says at the weekend I don't that doesn't make any sense anyway I invited my entire friend group plus their partners one of my friends takes her dog everywhere I told her no pets were allowed although it was a garden party we were in and out of my home and I have four cats my cats do not like dogs and neither do I anyway my friend showed up with her dog I told her that her dog was not welcome in my home or garden and asked her to please take her dog home or elsewhere I thought my friend left. I went inside to sort some things out. I went into my garden about 15 minutes later and my friend was standing there in my garden talking to our friends. She doesn't live that close so I was confused. I went to ask her how she got back so quickly and she told me she just popped in and was going since her dog isn't welcome. I asked her where her dog is and she shrugged her shoulders and said he was around. I went looking and found him at the bottom of the garden eating my crops and making a mess. I was angry and told my friend to get her dog off of my property. A few hours later, she called me asking what her dog ate. I had no clue. 
My gardener plants and attends everything. I told her I didn't know, but told her he'd made a huge mess, dug things up, and clearly eaten things. She shouted at me that her dog is sick and that I need to find out what the dog ate. I told her I had no idea, but I text my gardener to ask, but it was really her problem. I did send the text, but my gardener didn't answer. My friend called again wanting to know what her dog ate, but I told her I still didn't know. She told me I obviously don't care if her dog dies and called me an asshole. I still don't know what her dog ate, but apparently he is very sick and might die. I feel bad, but I told her not to bring her dog on my property, so I don't feel responsible like she says I am. Am I the asshole? Okay, so there are a couple edits and updates, um, but before I get to that, that is not where I expected that to go. Um, I think that it's fair, <laughs> just just like I said before about the children. I'm cool with dogs, but just because I'm cool with dogs does not mean that somebody else needs to be cool with dogs. Especially if that somebody else is own, or owns the property that you're bringing your dog to. I know that there are a lot of people who are just not okay with them. And you have to respect that if you're going, you know, into your into their home. They're not a service animal. They're not doing anything but keeping you company or just because you want them there. That's not really a good enough excuse to have them and to, and to make that argument that they should be there. I know we've talked before about service animals and like not allowing them. This is a totally different situation. Uh, I think the friend's a total asshole for bringing the dog after this person already said that they didn't want the dog there in the first place. Then to leave your dog unattended somewhere at the party in this person's garden, that is solely your responsibility and you should be paying for, that friend should be paying for the freaking gardener to fix the plants that the dog ate up. Does it suck that the dog's sick? Absolutely. But that is nobody's responsibility but the owner's. The first edit says, after being unable to reach my gardener, I took pictures of everything the dog dug up, which was a lot, and sent them to my friend. But I have no idea what it ate and what it just dug up. And for all I know, what it ate isn't even pictured because the whole section is a mess. This wasn't good enough for her. She wants me to tell her exactly what it ate. And I just don't know and don't want to spend hours trying to figure it out when I don't even know if it can be figured out which is fair. If the dog ate it, then how the hell are you going to figure out what? That's ridiculous. Um, The second edit says, my cats are house cats. They don't go in my garden and aren't at risk of getting sick from whatever my gardener is growing. My garden is huge and what is growing changes often. So no, I don't keep track of what is planted. She probably just added that because she had mentioned before that she had cats and that this was going to be an in and out kind of party. Um, But the cats aren't permitted outside. So that makes sense. And an update I blocked my ex-friend after dozens of nasty calls and texts, but I got an update from a mutual friend. The dog is at a dog hospital. Dog is pretty sick, but is expected to make a full recovery. I managed to contact my gardener eventually. It looks like the dog ate some potatoes or something. A lot was destroyed, so even my gardener isn't 100% sure what was eaten, but he thinks maybe the pesticides were the problem. All info from the gardener was passed to ex-friend. Ex-friend has seen this post and is very angry about it. Everyone say hi to Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. She had put in the comments, uh, she told me I obviously don't care if her dog dies. And someone commented back, well, who set the bar on negligence? You set a boundary not once, not twice, but three times. And each time your friend exercised less and less judgment until she was actually negligent. I take you at your word that you actually made an effort to find out what her dog ate. 
I fail to see how you could possibly have done anything different other than express remorse. I do not believe your friend was owed any remorse. So I totally agree with that. The uh, poster said, don't bring your dogs. I don't like dogs. Your dogs aren't welcome here or your dog isn't welcome here. The person brought the dog anyway. They said, take the dog home. This is not acceptable. And then at that point, the friend was negligent to her own dog. And that's not, that's not fair to the poster. This next one, I want to give a trigger warning for infant loss. Um, it was just super intense. I felt like I had to read it because I, I, it's just kind of like mind blowing the way this went down. Um, the title of this is, am I the asshole for not trying harder to let my ex know that our son has passed? Both myself, female, and my partner, male, were 28 when I found out I was pregnant. Together, four years. Personally, I didn't want the child. My work was offering potential advances within my position, and I was excited for it. But after a lot of talking, we decided to go forward with it. When I was around 20 weeks, just after finding out the gender, he disappeared. I couldn't contact him. He wouldn't answer the phone or messages. I got worried and messaged his mother and found out that he was living back with her and was overwhelmed with the situation. He kept paying his part of the bills over to my bank each month, but I received no contact. I even tried going over. Nothing. By about 27 weeks, I gave up trying, gave up crying, and just got on with what I thought was a future as a single mother. I bought everything needed over the next couple weeks and set it all up. At 31 weeks, I started having pains, but put it down to Braxton Hicks. Just before 32 weeks, my water, my waters went. I, this person sounds British. My waters went and I went into labor with the baby coming very quickly. He went straight to the NICU. I messaged and rang my ex and his mother. No response. Less than a week later, my son passed due to complications of early birth. I again tried to contact my ex and his mother, left voicemails and messages. Nothing. The next few weeks were a blur, but with the help of my mother and father, his funeral was arranged. They tried to contact my ex and his mother also, still nothing. I sent more messages, nothing. I'm assuming we were probably all blocked, but honestly, at that point, I didn't care. I was so broken. His funeral came and went. It was beautiful and horrible. I stopped messaging and told my family not to bother after the funeral had passed. I couldn't deal with it anymore. About five months after his birth slash death, my ex turned up, let himself in. I wasn't at home, but when I got back, he was instantly hostile. The flat was clearly not set up nor accommodating for a small child. He demanded to see his son and I broke down and told him what happened. I've never seen him so sad and angry. He stormed out, slamming the door on his way out. Within half an hour, I got a nasty call from his mother, followed by messages from siblings and other family. How dare I not let them know something so serious? How could I hide something like that out of petty spite? I truly didn't. I tried, but I couldn't keep trying. It's been nearly three weeks now of them being awful. I was speaking to my sister this weekend and she said, to be fair, it was a bit of a dick move to not keep trying. They deserve to know. Was it? I tried so hard to let him know, but I was struggling hard too. I lost my son too. Am I the asshole? Should I have done more? I felt like this was like super tricky because like she said, she lost her son too. It's not just that he lost a son. Having to go through that just by itself is hard enough. So I feel like you can't really tell someone how to handle it. That's a very unique situation. And um, just infant loss in general is really, really hard. 
I, um, I don't know. I feel like you can't tell somebody to keep trying. I, clearly, if this was, wasn't even until five months later after she had given birth to the son, which he was only born nine weeks early, um, compared to like a full term, like 40 weeker. If he was born nine weeks early, that's not five months. So where was this guy for the last few months that he thought that his child was born? He had a newborn son somewhere. Now he has decided to be involved and be father of the year. I understand him being upset and, you know, sad and angry. And But can you really blame her for not trying anymore? That's a long time to have to keep chasing someone down. If she didn't have any other way of reaching him or figuring out where he was, like, that's not really... I don't think she's an asshole for that. She um, added a few edits. First one says... Thank you so much for all your responses. Sorry for not replying to any. Reading them has been a lot. Honestly, I'm going to drink a bottle of wine or two, read your kind responses, and cry myself to sleep. Writing this all out and living it again has been hard. Unfortunately, I'm not able to change the locks. Landlord said no. But my tenancy ends on the 12th of June, and I already have a new flat to move into. And thankfully, my dad has been able to cover the cost of private therapists, and I see her again Tuesday. Thank you all so much again for your kind words. And then she had a second edit that says, If I had realized this was going to blow up so much, then I probably would have just posted to my main. If you see this post anyway, read it, Lewis. Then read it again. Then read the comments. Just leave me alone. Thank you all for your comments. I'm going to show my therapist the post when I see her and talk it through, but honestly, it has helped a lot. Even if I did cry quite a bit, I'm going to sleep now and won't be back on this post, but thank you all. So the general consensus with everybody, again, they voted her as um, not the asshole, which I completely agree with. Let's see if there's any good comments in here. This one says, honestly, fuck him and his family. You tried contacting them before and after it happened and nothing. Then he just shows up like he didn't abandon you at such a fragile time. Honestly, if that was me and I tried contacting the dad slash family and heard nothing, I wouldn't bother either because planning a baby's funeral would be my top priority. Not chasing someone who left. Not the asshole. Basically what I said. Just com- completely agree. Someone else had said, send all the family that's still contacting you screenshots of all the times you tried to contact them. They probably don't have a, have the true story. And somebody had replied, or consider this, don't. This woman is grieving and has had an extremely traumatic year. There's absolutely no reason she should be putting that much effort into contacting people who have made it extremely clear that they don't give a shit about her or her well-being by abandoning her in one of the toughest situations a woman can face. Raising a child alone with no support, dude wasn't even sending money to help with the kid knowing her work circumstances had changed and that his desires were the sole reason why she was even going to go through with having a child at all. And then for him to show up and walk in unannounced and then rage at her as soon as she gets home. Ridiculous. Honestly, the entire way he went about coming back into her life was extremely sketchy. Makes me wonder if he thought he'd take custody of the kid or something. Again, absolutely no reason while in the middle of such a long-term and traumatic experience to be expending energy trying to placate people who are either obviously abusive like boyfriend and mom or just don't give a shit about her feelings. Feels like they made it pretty clear that they're useless and even if boyfriend had lied to them, so what? They still never even tried to get her side or talk to her about what's going on. If any of the boyfriend's family cared about her well-being, they would have reached out, even just one of them, once. Instead, they completely ignored her and decided to write off her entire existence until it suited them. She owes them absolutely nothing. She owes herself some grace and permanent break from such a toxic family. 
A shitty situation all around here, but I'm glad she won't be stuck with them or tied to them for the rest of her life. Time to walk away and close the door behind her. She did the best she could with the situation she was given, and she deserves to walk away with her head held high and no regrets about what she did or didn't do. There's no reason to lower her self-esteem or self-worth even more by trying to placate people who have already shown her exactly how vile they are. Block them all and move on. This next one, ugh, it um, kind of, I don't know, it's really hard. Um, the title is, Am I the Asshole for Forcing My Daughter to Learn Sign Language? I, 49 female, recently married my husband, 52 male, who has a deaf seven-year-old daughter. She communicates solely via ASL. For some background, my daughter, 17 female, is generally a very non-problematic teenager. She does amazing in school and has never caused any problems other than regular teenage hormone stuff. However, she doesn't like my husband and stepdaughter. She's not outwardly rude, but basically ignores their existence, skipped stepdaughter's birthday party, doesn't engage in anything other than basic small talk with my husband. I did try to do family activities together to have the bond and all, but I stopped pushing it when it didn't happen, and as long as she's not being outwardly rude or harmful to them, I can't exactly punish her for not liking them. Now, since my relationship with my now husband started getting serious, I started taking ASL classes and am now basically as fluent as a hearing person can be. My daughter, however, never made an effort, which is okay, since she technically has no responsibility towards her. However, recently, my daughter has started watching Stepdaughter, paid, when we aren't around, which changes things. In my opinion, since she is now spending time in which she is responsible for a young child, she needs to learn at least basic communication. When I brought it up to her, she outright refused to make any effort at all. I tried recommending YouTube videos, but she refused to try learning even a couple words, saying she's not responsible for my choice to be in the life of a disabled child. This issue has also been causing a lot of problems in my marriage. My husband confided in me that he's starting to feel uncomfortable with his young daughter living with someone who is so cold. She refuses to make even the most basic effort or engage with her at all. He has brought up that he is considering divorce due to his concerns about how stepdaughter will be affected by this. So given all that, I had to finally put my foot down. I told my daughter that we have a disabled person living in our household for the foreseeable future, and if she wants to live here for college, graduating next month, she has to learn basic ASL. She doesn't have to like her stepfather and stepsister, nor does she have to hang out with them, but she has to have the ability to communicate with her for the sake of safety and basic decency. I made it clear that if she chooses not to, she is welcome to live in a dorm that I will pay for. It's just that living in our house, that is also my stepdaughter's house, my husband and I paid for the house equally, comes with basic rules. Well, my daughter hasn't spoken to me for seven days, so it's about time I ask, am I the asshole? I have a lot of personal feelings about this, so I'm going to read um, in some of the comments because I feel like this is important to know what she says, and then I will give you my personal opinion on this. A lot of people were asking, why does your daughter hate your husband so much? And the poster said that um, she doesn't consider them real family and thinks that I should have stayed faithful to her dad who died when she was three. Keep in mind, this is a 17-year-old child whose father has been deceased for 14 years and she thinks that her mother should not have moved on. So to me, and it seems to be a lot of people's opinions here, 
it feels that there's some deeper issues that need to be addressed here with this teenager for her to not understand, uh, you know, as far as uh, quote unquote staying faithful to someone who passed away. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't move on. And I, I think that this teenager needs to be put into therapy um, even if it's, you know, just family therapy with her mother alone. Um, the whole stepfather, stepsister thing for a lot of people is very hard to accept. Um, but here's my opinion on not being willing to learn how to communicate with a deaf child. I personally grew up, um, my Mom, I mean, I never met this person, but my mom growing up, she had a friend who was deaf. She learned sign language. I started learning sign language from a very young age. I am in no way fluent, but I know a lot of it. And um, actually interpreting and learning to be fluent in sign language is like one of my goals one day. I do want to go back to school and just learn it so I can be able to communicate successfully with uh, anybody who's deaf anybody in the deaf community, it breaks my heart when I'm not able to do that. I also um, babysat a young girl who was deaf and she taught me a ton. And that was because I was, you know, obviously willing to learn a lot um, to be able to communicate with her. I, I can't imagine watching a child and, and getting paid for it on top of that. Not only just like babysitting like your sister or whatever, like you're getting paid to take care of a child. Whether that child's disabled or not, you agreed to do that and to get paid for it. I think you need to learn how to communicate. And if my teenager refused to learn a language, simply learn a language. I, okay, let me take that back. I don't want to say simply because it's not easy. But if my child didn't want to even just learn a language to be able to communicate with the child that they are taking care of, I would call them out on how irresponsible and really just gross that is. <laughs> it feels like like I would be embarrassed that that was a child that I raised. You know what I mean? Ugh, does that sound harsh? That probably sounds harsh. But like I'm thinking like, you know, if Edie had an attitude about learning sign language because I signed up to have a, a disabled stepdaughter, like I would be like, I did not raise you that way. You know, I, I would have some problems. And I think it's very fair that this mom is saying like you need to learn at least for basic safety, how to communicate basic needs with this with your stepsister if you're going to live in this house with your stepsister. Um, I can't imagine being the stepfather and already having to accept that my new partner's child doesn't like me, um, but also is just refusing to have anything to do with my my child. That's just, ugh, this teenager is kind of an asshole. I think like it's just, that's kind of given. I understand that she said that she hasn't been problematic before, but just like, what the fuck? I but I think it's really fair that this mom is saying, you know, if you can't even simply do that, you can move out and I'll pay for your dorm. Like that is more than I'd be willing to do, honestly. And it really seems like a lot of uh, people in the comments are kind of being, I don't know, I think maybe because I just have like a soft space in my heart for uh, the deaf community. But I like somebody had said, um, Oh, here. Why haven't the parents looked into tablets, apps with the pictures to tap for words? 
that is ridiculous to have to like, you know, I just don't think that that's something that especially in an emergency with somebody, somebody that you live with, like, yeah, let me bring my tablet to tell you that the freaking bedroom's on fire upstairs. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, this is just, I don't think that should be an option to sim to learn basic sign language. Um, it's not only going to help you with the child that you're living with, but it's going to help you in life in general. That's not just helping you with one person. That's helping you with a whole community of disabled people. I, it's just, I just, ugh, that grinds my gears. All right, I want to toss in one more, and this one is a doozy. Come here. My cat's going to start scratching on the door to be let out, and I really don't feel like getting up. Come here. Don't do it. Please don't, please don't bite my screen. Please just lay down. There's some cat ASMR. All right, man, you're too loud. This last one's called, Am I the asshole for calling my brother-in-law out for subscribing to my porn account? I, 29 female, have been married to my sweet husband, 33 male, for two years, and we've been together for seven years in total. While my husband is not, his family is very conservative, Christian. They are nice people outside of their beliefs, but he doesn't have much contact with them. Anyways, about five years ago, I started making certain kinds of content on certain kinds of platforms that do not line up with my in-laws' values. I make good money, and my husband and I live comfortably. My husband is completely supportive, but we don't tell his family what I do because he didn't want them to know. They thought that I still worked in insurance. Also, I keep my personal social media separate from the accounts I make porn with, though it's not impossible to connect the two. Not too long ago, an account using my brother-in-law's name... Eric, and a username that he has on many of his other social media accounts paid to subscribe to me on that site that I use to post adult content. I only noticed because I recognized the username when he liked a video I posted. I told my husband about this and we decided to block the account. It was obviously him. So we went out for dinner with my husband's family, including Eric, his wife, and his newborn son, for Mother's Day yesterday. It was a nice get-together initially, but then Eric kept asking me how work was going and kept asking for super specific details. He wouldn't leave me alone to the point that my father-in-law noticed and cracked a joke about it. I still am not sure what the point of asking me about work was exactly, to make me lie, to embarrass me, to make me confess to what I do and shock everyone. He had a look like he was trying to provoke me. Anyways, I lost my patience at one BS question he had and said, You seem like you really want everyone to know that I make porn. He started laughing and said that he didn't know what I meant by that. I said that he had been fixating on what I do for work all night and that it was starting to piss me off because I had to block him and refund his money on the site that he subscribed to. Anyways, my husband and I left early. My in-laws clearly don't approve of me now and Eric and his wife were furious. Eric said that his family doesn't want to be around both my husband and myself until I apologize to him and his wife for wrongly accusing him of, quote, watching that filth. The thing is, I 100% believe that this was him and I don't think that it's right that he tried to bully me over something that has nothing to do with him. I want to stand my ground on this, but I also feel bad because my husband is unwillingly in the middle. So if you're if you're not familiar with this podcast or Steph and I or anything like that, we are supporters of sex work. Um, you do you, you do what you got to do. Honestly, I wish that I could, <laughs> I could do the same. I'm a little jealous. And so I don't think negatively of uh, 
the porn industry or anybody who does that to make a living on, uh, you know, these sites like OnlyFans and all that. It sounds to me like this brother-in-law is a creep and he got butt hurt that he got caught and decided to poke the bear and he he couldn't he couldn't take the heat. It just makes it so clear that that was him. It was him that was on the other side of that <laughs> account that she blocked. And I don't think that she should apologize for anything. I would be pissed off too if somebody was like trying to out me but trying to be slick about it because at the same time I'm sure that nobody here knows that you were trying to watch it. Like you liked my stuff. You know what I mean? Like I would be pissed off too and I'd call him out. Clearly she has no shame like in in her game as she shouldn't. She's confident in what she does and she's happy and her and her husband are perfectly fine with it. So why should she? But for, you know, understandable reasons to kind of keep it private from your husband's family or from whoever you choose to keep it private from, especially if they don't have the same beliefs as you. I think that's very fair. But again, like you're just, you're just trying to, this person is trying to create problems. And I I understand why she uh, snapped a certain, at a certain question. And um, I'd probably say a lot meaner things. Someone said, send wife and in-laws a screenshot of the comment he made and the screen name. Ask them if it wasn't him, then why did he just happen to focus on your work? Ask them how often they remember him asking about your work. And then it says, you refunded his payment. Is there anything there to show what it was? I'm sure it doesn't show up as porn. Probably some vague, easily dismissible name. Tell the wife what return charge will look like and then block him. Hi. Doug just walked in the room. I'm just, I'm just talking about, uh sex work. Doug would let me <laughs> if I didn't show my face. <laughs> yes, you would. We talked about this. <laughs> then it says, not the asshole. He was trying to blackmail you. He thought you'd be scared and he'd have you over a barrel. You called his bluff and his wife may be acting angry at you, but don't think her wheels aren't turning. If they can't deal with it, then that's their issue. This is a comment that I completely agree with. It says, if I found my sister-in-law's porn account, my reaction would run along the lines of, no thanks, not for me, rather than smashing that subscribe button and entering in my credit card information. Dude was totally making an I own you power play. This is the kind of person who thinks that he can do whatever he wants because he paid for it. I agree that I think it's gross that he even had any type of involvement in, first of all, like if he found her, he A, was either looking for it or B, stumbled upon it because he was looking for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, how did how did he just happen to find this if her social medias aren't linked? I know she said it's not impossible to find. But, like, even if he just happened upon this, like, OnlyFans page or whatever site she's using, why would he then be so bold to put his real name and then to want to, like, watch it? Like, that is so embarrassing for him. It's it's so much more embarrassing for him than it is for her. And I hope that her husband's family realizes that. But I understand where she is like, you know, I don't want uh, my husband to feel like he's in the middle of this like chaos because he didn't ask for it. But I mean, really, like when all the information is laid out there, hopefully um, her husband's family allows them to put that information there um, because it's it's just very clear what's going on here and it's gross 
Um, I'm going to leave it at that for this week. I think these episodes with me going solo are going to be a little shorter than our usual, like, one hour. It, you guys, it's really hard just, like, talking to myself. I need to bring somebody on. My husband won't come on and do, like, he won't, um, <laughs> I don't even know what we would talk about. He's not, like, a, you know, a social media podcaster type of person. Like, he's not a talker, you know? So, um... And then, like, I could bring my three-year-old on. I'm sure she has a lot to say, but you let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Give Us a Shot. Um, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore give us a shot and send us a message on topics that you want to hear us talk about. Leave us a five-star review on whatever app you use to listen or a written review if you have something nice to say. We're now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, and iHeartRadio. And as always, thank you so much for giving us a shot. Cheers.